When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Joining us this Monday afternoon, Lori and Julia here on MyTalk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. And hey, look, Memorial Day weekend is this weekend, and we still have our listener rewards in the month of May. You can listen for a chance to win a Summer Lakes beverage prize pack, including a Yeti cooler stocked with their bootleg and Luna Paloma mixes. So wouldn't that be nice to, to win this month? Yes. Summer is almost here. Those coolers are amazing. Oh. Do you think people under 40 or under 20 even know who Eddie Haskell is and leave it to Beaver? Holly, you can speak no, for the under 40. I'm going to be honest. Maybe not Eddie Haskell no, specifically, but the leave show. Leave it the beaver, I'm yeah. sure. They, yeah. Yeah, but very little, Lori. Yeah. Uh, even though it's been yeah. on in reruns and all of that kind of stuff, know that because uh, it, it's a part of Gen X and then, you know, from that yes. point, from that, you know. Because I think with Leave it to Beaver, because I watched a lot of Nick at Night growing up, yeah. so a lot of old school TV reruns, and right. they were even phasing out Leave it to Beaver by the time I was pretty young oh, and replacing them with more quote-unquote modern shows. So it would have been like Dick Van Dyke and right. Mary Tyler Moore and all that it stuff. Just moved up. Just move moved up. Moved up in the deck. Because what did Leave it to Beaver start in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, you could just say, I guess that would be a an aging reference to say, oh, that guy's a real Eddie Haskell. Totally. You know, it, some not no everyone one, would no know. No one's going to get you, it anymore, but everyone in our generations, of course, knew who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you I think you're right. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, do you believe this story? Well, first of all, how much attention have you been paying to any <laughs> gossip across the pond? Have you... Do you find yourself looking at any of the stories no. that the the you don't? No, you don't go to the Daily Mail oh, as I much. I do. I go there. You know, I but mm. like here's something I found out that I don't know that I would have ever found out if it wasn't for the time of the Rona and the COVID and okay. all of that. Is that I guess I didn't realize, and really we should have known this. Holly probably knows it, but I didn't realize that L.A was such has such a big expat community of Brits. Oh yeah. And specifically Santa Monica is huge with the British expat population because they want to be by the beach. They want it to be sunny. Right? Well, they, I totally get it. If I had my choice of living in London or in California where it's sunny, I would pick California. I'd I go mean, to London. I have a home there for a couple times right. a year. I should have picked up on this when Lisa Vanderpump, you know, became yes. the queen of Beverly Hills, that 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 I should have known that. Weather so wins course, sometimes. So, of course, who are Harry and Meghan buddies with? Adele. Yeah. Because mm, she's... 
Yep. She's there, and apparently they live right around the corner from each other. She'd be a great one to be buddies with. Well, but I I mean, I guess I was like, yeah, duh, of course, there's probably all kinds that we know. Yeah, I mean, just I just had no idea of the sizability of the British expat community. And like Harry is, I mean, all these... These dumb stories that they have across the pond about Harry being lonely and rudderless and without a purpose. And I mean, who doesn't feel lonely and rudderless right now? That is the state of the world. Right. But I would. They sound like bitter exes trying to convince themselves that their boyfriend is really unhappy. Is what it, the tone of the story? Well, they're all, they're going to be like that, Lori. I but I would say it would be I think from he's how old is Harry? Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five, you know, thirty six. So for thirty three years of his life, he lived in London. He did the Queen's job. He was in the army. He did everything, and then he was suddenly, ten years in the army. So okay. he's he wasn't. Don't try and put, put no, him on any... No, but I'm just saying to move, to physically then move to Canada and then to the United States, I think that would be a little bit of a culture shock for anybody. Oh, I don't think so. You don't I, think so? I, I really, I don't. You don't think so if you were Do you, a prince but I, I mean, I have, a, I have a completely different take on moving and and going well, yeah, because were, I was an Air Force right. brat. And it's just like, it's, I, it's not... I don't know. I mean, you you do what you have to do, and Harry wanted to be with his family, yeah. and he was sick of all the BS. But anyway, I just I I think that they're like clutching their pearls in a way that makes me think of the girl or the guy who's trying to convince themselves that their boyfriend, their girlfriend, or their ex is really miserable without them, and they're looking for you know. Well, I think anyone's looking for a story on anything right now because there's not a lot happening. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I the the tone of yeah. saying that Harry is the everything they describe that Harry is could describe uh, anybody. anybody in the whole wide world. So I don't really get. I'm not going to buy the Daily Mail though if it's talking about Joe Average. I'd if it was more about Harry, I would. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, anyway, just I'm just. just you I'm just saying, just... I'm just saying that I am really continually amazed at how all of them are just making up crap, continuing to make up crap about how Harry is feeling and doing, so, you know, and then everyone can just they say a story. Like, they yeah. noticed I mean, this is a this is a guy who lost his mom when he was 12. He's already had the world upended under him. There isn't anything that he can't do if he makes up his mind. That's kind of how I feel about Harry's, what he's been through. Yeah. He's- well, and interesting, I don't remember any reports about Meghan Markle when she moved to England and left behind her friends and family being rudderless and without any lonely. kind of lonely, without direction. Yes. It feels very guilty. Because we all bought into the princess thing, you guys. Well, I know, but it's also accepted that grown-up people Uh move, change directions, completely go on another thing. And I'm just saying it feels very jilted lover, loverly. And I bet that's how they feel, though, Laurie. How dumb is that? I don't know. They feel like they're, he was theirs. No, it's because they're getting sued. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Why do I have... This is like Groundhog Day with you. Because they're getting sued. But I would think they're, if they were getting sued, they wouldn't make up things right now. Julia. I know. All right. I'm so Pollyanna. 
My word. I like my my But little... Julia, you can't you can't have a a block in front of your head. Why not? Because you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> Are you wearing a helmet? Right. I like to wear a helmet. Good. Come on. Leave me alone. No, it just it just is just like oh you know, like I they could be doing they could be making up or doing more fun stories is what I'm saying. Okay. You know. That's all. Like, focus on all the British expats that he may or may not be having fun with or come up with fake feuds because they can't come up with any fake feuds because nobody's seeing each other. There you go, Lori. There you go. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so here is, you know, the last dance wrapped up the Michael Jordan ESPN um, documentary. that had World's a- greatest sports documentary ever, ever made. Wrapped up last night. So here's something that came out um, that uh, his agent told. This came out a while ago, but... Um, he shared an example about how Michael Jordan was so particular signing um, onto projects regardless of the price tag throughout his career. He was really specific and didn't want to do anything really and wanted to keep himself out of the spotlight in his retirement, Michael Jordan. So his agent brings him this deal and it was about three years ago and it was a hundred million dollars. All he had to do other than giving his name and likeness was make well, one. That's a lot make one two-hour appearance to announce the deal, and he turned it down. That's rich people hundred million making. dollars okay. mm-hmm. for that's, two that's, hours. That's, that's, that's when you have FU money on top of FU money. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Um, so that... that but, rep- go but, ahead. I mean, I'm just saying that, yep. you know, I don't know. I mean, that's all I can think of. Is yes. He's just got so much money. So it much doesn't money matter. doesn't need it. Man, you could literally just do something for two hours and disappear for the rest of your life and you would be fine. Jeez. He worked hard to I be where it. he was. Okay, yeah. so I don't know if you guys saw some of the social distancing things that people are doing. There's a bar. If you can see, these guys are standing in giant inner tubes yes. on wheels. You know, like kids have the little babies have the walkers where their right. feet would touch the floor, but they're on wheels and they sit in the little diaper thing. So they're doing them for adults at this bar in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to keep people social, social distance. So you have to get into this giant tube yes. and it's got a walker thing underneath it, but it keeps you distance from the patrons. It's like the floaties. That's what they're doing at a place in Germany where you put the floaty on top of your hat somehow. And what it if keeps... you're not wearing a hat? Well, you just have to wear it in a headband. Yeah. Oh, my a word. A way to just do the social distancing. A South Korea football team, which means soccer, across over there, apologizes for using sex dolls to fill the stands. Um, they were doing a soccer game, and they're trying to bring it back to normal. Yeah, I mean, See, just and they get just some filled, mannequins with well, some clothes these, on. They or... hired out premium mannequins, oh, and little did Lord they know that those were yeah, those they... mannequins had other jobs. Right, they, they come had, with nipples. and They come with other holes everywhere. All yeah. right, so Myst- <laughs> here's good news. Mystic Lake and Little Six Casinos are going to reopen May 26th. And, of course, masks are going to be required for the guests and the employees. Physical distancing will be enforced. So they will... Um, okay, let's just think about how, limit many, how people many people can go, go in. Well, how many people will be going? Well, do you there, think that people are ready to go in a casino? Yes, you do? I do. 
Yes, you I do. do. Mm-hmm. I think maybe half the people are and a half. The well, they're only going to let half the people in anyway. Well, that works out. So there you have a way. <laughs> they're going to have a team that's going to have a count. And if you, they are, you can't go in if they're at capacity of the new count. Yeah. They have, um, everyone's wearing masks that you go through a thermal um, temperature reader before you even go in. Uh, the staff has to do that twice a day. Different things that are happening. I mean, people are just trying to get back, right. you know, whatever they can. And however it's yeah. going to look, that's one way of doing it. in Las Vegas at McLaren Airport. I think that you like might want to pick like your hair or going to a casino, your hair or going to a restaurant. You have to limit how many exposures you're willing to put yourself out there for. True. You know, like... And you're... Because it, we still... There's so much about this damn thing that we don't know. And it's so easily transmissible. This is the thing. So I think that's what people are going to, that's the, the, people are going to have to say, sure. What's more important to me? Yeah. I'm going to the grocery store this week and I can't do anything else this week. Because that's my, what I think, or I'm going to work or whatever. Because I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking, I just want, I don't want people going nuts and going everywhere. And then some people, I, I know, Laura. Yeah. I know. I know. Make a calendar. So then you have things to look forward yeah, to. I guess this so. week, I'm doing my hair. Next week, I'll go out to eat. I'm this going to the dentist. Yeah. I'm going to the dentist. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I think people are going to, and it is, I again, mean, that would be a the way. stay safe is based on what you have personally and doing things too. Right. But the big worry is with the opening of things is that people go out and do everything. And as much as that, they they're going to do that. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go get my haircut. I'm going to go to the dentist and I'm going to go to mystic Lake and I'm going to go to the mall of America and I'm going to do all these things. And it's like, okay. And if you get sick, uh, when we try and trace everyone you've been in contact with, this is going to be a hell of a problem. There you go. I mean, that's yes. all uh, yes. insane. Okay. Um, Steph March, if, you know, our our weekly dish, one of them, she writes for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, obviously, and she did a survey with people on Facebook finding out if restaurants can open in June, what will it look like and who will go? Yeah. And so they asked people who would go, and, and basically people are... Like you said, people are going to use their own judgment of do they feel safe? Do they want to expose that? Is it worth it to them? Where are they at? I mean, everyone's going to. How big the restaurant is? Do they have an outdoor patio? Right. I mean, there's going to be a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people cold, course. hard looking, like saying, okay, is this something that I do I really want to do? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. Podcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This do I need to yeah. do this? What's the setup? They're blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I guess if they can, if they're having limited capacity, that's also... Still not helping them all the way in the business end of it, but they're also trying to keep the people that are working there safe. Well, so hello. It's, yes. Yeah. Everyone has to try and do it their own way. And I think we're going to see a lot of different people doing different things in mm-hmm. Las Vegas at the airport. What they're doing is they're they're now what you're going to find in vending machines is PPE things so you can get a mask a gloves hand sanitizer disinfectant wipes so that might be i Who don't the know hell's going to the airport without that stuff i don't know but how did they get so much i can't even still when i go to the stores i cannot get find hand wipes, sanitizer and wipes. i cannot find it anywhere it is i it's difficult it's very people really hoarded up on that more than the toilet paper I know. Because I saw I know. an interview I with the CEO of Clorox disinfecting wipes, and they're basically running the factory 24-7. Mm-hmm. If only we don't stock in that. Oh, Lori. <laughs> in any of it. In any of it. Um, fishing is a big thing right now. Bait and tackle shops are very busy because yeah. fishing has become really popular. Um other things. You think maybe more people will like fish and more like so. uh, there I might will, be more uh, like kind of interest in that. Well, look at how much more we're seeing people biking, you know, is taking a huge yeah. interest. Fishing is kind of solitary. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, who knows? But the first strip clubs that reopened have reopened in Wyoming. And first the, what? Strip clubs. Oh. And the strippers are wearing masks. <laughs> And keeping those on as they take off all their clothes. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah. who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? There's not a lot of people in Wyoming. No, that's right, Lori. You know, and I hopefully the hands off everything is you know like implemented, and I feel like in that that kind of a con- that setting it would be. I don't think right. it's going to get real. What would you do with all the cash? Well, this is the thing you think about because <laughs> yeah. that has always been a little thing. The what does they call that first row? Um, Sniffer's row. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they call it. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Uh, you know, it depends. I mean, no, if you can strip that, wearing gloves, yeah. <laughs> and so you can pick up the dollar bills. Oh boy, you're just smearing it all over everything. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, do we have people? I mean, that's that's a way to make a living. And well, it's, I know. I yeah. thought I I I take the cash. Yeah. I just put on my gloves. Dry it out, and I mean, this is what they said they're doing, like with sh- like shoes and retailers. If someone tries something on, it stays out of commission for like two and a half days or something. So, like shoes will stay out of commission if someone already tried them on, even though they would have the size that you wanted. You can't try them on for two days because someone just else tried them on. I mean, retailers You're- are having to do so much wow. to be creative about the way people well, are don't buying let clothes. People put their shoes, put, I know. try shoes on without that little thing, that little. Well, sock. of course they're going to wear that, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff wow. going on. All right, people, you say so, Julia. As if everything doesn't feel screwed up enough, we have back-to-back weekends of kind of legendary people passing away. And uh, this weekend, it started with Fred Willard, the great and amazing uh, Fred Willard, who, I mean, I just saw he's been uh, appearing on Jimmy Kimmel this whole winter. Yes. 
as a periodic guest. Remember, we watched him in January when the cruise ships and he he was the cruise ship captain. I mean, I had no idea that Fred Willard was 87 (laughs) years old. I mean, I guess I thought he was like in his high 70s, like... Yeah, I, I mean, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I just I thought he was more the age because he had so much hair still, and it was still kind mm. of brown. I Maybe. had no idea it was this old either. That he was eighty six. He's hysterical. He absolutely hysterical. He played, played Phil Dunphy's dad. I mean, he's just been on so many things, so many movies. We do have a little bit. Um, CBS Sunday Morning did a tribute to him, and then also uh, G May this morning. Fred Willard was one of the greatest comic actors around, beloved by his peers in TV and film. Steve Carell, Fred Willard was the funniest person that I've ever worked with. Billy Crystal, he had great wit, elegant timing, and a gentle spirit. His career-defining work would be in the improvisatory mockumentaries of Christopher Guest as a small-town amateur actor with Catherine O'Hara in Waiting for Guffman. and as a TV host on the Mayflower Kennel Club dog show in Best in Show. Why did he put the blood on, put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and put a little pipe in his mouth? Are they ever allowed to do anything like that? Willard would see his career transformed in the 80s by a request to appear in Rob Reiner's This Is Spinal Tap. These haircuts wouldn't pass military muster, believe me. Although I shouldn't talk, I, my hair's getting a little shaggy too. Better not get too close to you, they'll think I'm part of the band. Fred Willard died Friday at the age of 86. His final work would be with Jimmy Kimmel. You could always hear our staff and crew laughing loudly when Fred Willard was in the building, Kimmel said. It was an honor to work with him. We'll miss him very much. And that's almost 90. I am shocked. Yeah, I, I know. Shocked. And and he he rose to fame as Martin Mall's clueless sidekick and announcer Jerry Har- Hubbard on the Mary Hartman show, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman spinoff called Fernwood Tonight, which only ran for 44 episodes, but it was on that where he told the New York Times in 2008, he goes, I like to play the guy that has no self-awareness, kind of the likable Mm -hmm. buffoon who stick his foot in his mouth and say the wrong thing, and I'm just good at doing it. And (laughs) he kind of did variations of that. So, so funny. Um, Roger Friedman said, and I noticed this was a theme in a lot of, famous people that were tweeting about him, Rob Reiner and a lot of other people that he was just like a really, truly kind and lovely yeah. man. And his wife died two years ago and they'd been married for ever 50 some years. But he just said he along like with Jerry Stiller, just a kind, truly great, great guy. So and the so COVID didn't funny. get him. No, the COVID did not get the him. The COVID did not get him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Holly, do you remember the first time you like saw him? Was it a Best in Show or one of the Christopher Guest movies? No, it was totally Best in Show. My mom and I used to go and see all the Christopher Guest yes, movies yeah. in the theaters. And, and he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. And I don't yeah. know if he knew those guys from Second City. or if Yeah, he... I think he was hooked into Second City. And mm-hmm. then all those guys were involved in Spinal Tap and, and all those kinds of movies. Yeah, and Waiting for Guffman. And, I mean, so funny. He never stopped working, you guys, since Fernwood Tonight. He showed Everybody Loves Raymond. He always... They were like, get me Fred Willard. And they could get yeah. Fred Willard. And he just did everything. So, so funny. That one, I was just yeah, like, was oh so my sad. God. He's going to be in Space Force on Netflix coming out, I believe, with next Steve, week. Right, oh, with Steve okay. Carell. Mm-hmm. He was working. Like, yes. yes. I mean, I just saw him like three weeks mm-hmm. ago on Kimmel. And he was always be sitting behind some kind of a desk. <laughs> 
He went, Wait he in the or something. I, he's so so he's funny. Maybe funny. we can find some audio yeah. where we can play him. He's and just I, funny. I did watch, um, like with Casey, five of the ten Seinfelds you that did. were on TBS on Saturday that very much featured uh, Jerry. You, yeah, Jerry Stiller's character, mm-hmm. Costanza, whatever his name is. So. And, you know, I forget how much he and his wife kind of looked alike on that show. Round, with red hair. What was her name again? Eileen, I think, or oh, I can't remember. Who is that, Doris? Mrs. It wasn't it, Doris oh, Roberts. Wasn't. You're thinking of Everyone okay. Loves Raymond. Okay. I forget what this character actor's name was. But anyway, that those held up. I, I'm really surprised at how well Seinfeld, Seinfeld holds up. And I think it's because it's always making fun of just things and people. Yeah. And situations. Situations. Yeah. We've all been a George at one point in our lives. We've all had a lane moment. Yeah, the and- whole Manzira had forgotten uh, how that happened with, you know, Elaine and her friend who she's played the president of the United States. She's the tall, big breasted woman who never wears a bra and that ends up becoming the Manzira episode. Uh, and funny. I mean, I just hadn't that's fun that they played him. I forgot to tape that. Yeah, line. yeah. I forgot to tape that. So, so then, so Fred Willard, comedy legend, uh, dies, and then yesterday morning we wake up to Phyllis George, who I feel like Julia. We were young women, and we were like in awe of Phyllis George. She was first, amazing. First woman to be involved in a sports football, yeah, mm-hmm. sports, anything sports. She was the first woman. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from the Today Show, shall we? Phyllis George didn't just enter a room, she commanded it. A television pioneer whose versatility, work ethic, and warmth were undeniable. George first soared to stardom during the 1971 Miss America competition, taking home the iconic crown. Now receiving her robe, Phyllis George, Miss Texas. Soon after, she set her sights on sports broadcasting. As the co-host of CBS's popular football pregame show, The NFL Today, George proved she belonged. Roger Staubach is starting in today's game. And after 12 games this season, his team has the best record in pro football. One of the first women to cover pro sports for a national audience, she was a trailblazer who helped pave the way for others. I can't imagine the amount of pressure and scrutiny that she had to go through in that role, but she handled it. She handled it with grace, smarts, grit. She had it all. In the late 70s, George entered a new arena, politics. She became Kentucky's first lady after her then-husband, John Y. Brown Jr., was elected governor. While on the campaign trail, she told Today, Every time I go out, it's like an appearance that I used to do when I was Miss America. Meeting people, getting to know people, expressing my opinion. In a career that included stops at CBS News and People Magazine's popular interview show, George also became a successful entrepreneur and actress. Oh, look, somebody had a little visit from the hair fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Tennis legend Chris Everett honoring a woman who held her own with class and knowledge. When you hear you can't do something or somebody doesn't, you know, support you wholeheartedly and they're not positive about something you're involved in, don't let that deter you. Use that as motivation to move forward. And, you know, she had, I mean, we remember because we just saw her on TV, but in reading her obituary... So after she's crowned Miss America, and I guess she was like 
That was back in the day when people, everyone would tune in and watch Miss oh, America. She played Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Her crown kept slipping off, but she just kept playing. And she's got these great dimples and beautiful big hair. For And then immediately, you know, a lot of times that people are like, how can I get into? She was always interested in broadcast journalism. So she had an agent. She auditioned for sitcoms. She did a toothpaste commercial. She did the new Candid Camera with Alan Funt. Oh, my gosh. And then her agent set her up with uh, this guy who was the head of CBS Sports. And he wanted to catch up to ABC. And he thought maybe getting a woman in the announcer's booth Mm -hmm. might help CBS to get more women tuning in. And they had small talk over drinks. And then he asked Phyllis if she knew anything about sports. And she said, well, yeah, I've dated athletes. And, of course, I love the Dallas Cowboys, and he offered the, her the job on the spot. And, but then it was kind of a frustrating start. They didn't know what to do. She felt like she was sort of being sidelined and looking cute. And then she got, she demanded from her producers more clarity. And she found her groove and realized she could get good things out of interviewing the top male athletes of the day. So... She got uh, ten Jimmy Connors to say things. She got um, Roger Staubach to blurt out, because she said, well, what is it about your uptight, straight guy image? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I like I enjoy sex as much as Joe Namath, but I only do it with one girl. And oh, that went, okay. it oh. was a quote that was the 1975 equivalent yeah. of viral. It just made headlines everywhere. And in 1976, she became the first woman to co-host a Super Bowl broadcast. And it was a milestone. And I think, I don't know if we'll see it in the Mrs. America FX thing, but one of the things that the 70s feminists didn't acknowledge was they were so anti-beauty um, pageants. Which and, is, yeah. Okay, so they were uncomfortable with her because her springboard was a beauty pageant, and they didn't claim that as a, you know... uh, And then she made a point of saying she wasn't a feminist because they were not supportive of her. Right. Sometimes it was the women. That's what we're finding in watching that, Mrs. America. The women against the women. Yes. Mm -hmm. That there was a lot of misunderstanding anyway, but she... uh, you know, uh, she also leveraged her own power in the booth um, after insults from Jimmy the Greek. I remember Jimmy the Greek. You know that mm-hmm. is Jimmy the Greek mm-hmm. Snyder, who joined the NFL today as an analyst. She played hardball when she was renewing her contract with CBS until they agreed to downgrade his image because he said so much condescending crap. That's awesome to her. And I mean, she just uh, she had a brief marriage to Robert Evans. Oh, the actor. Yes. Yeah, and producer who was married to Ali McGraw. She had a brief marriage to him. Of course, he did The Godfather in Chinatown, and she was sort of like the Hollywood, and then a lot of gossip columns back in. She was just. And then in 1979, she married the congressman's son that, you know, had turned Kentucky Fried Chicken into a. Franchise. Yes. Mm -hmm. And days after they got married he Mm -hmm. entered the governor race as a democrat but she continued to work for cbs as a a sportscaster but when she succeeded diane sawyer in october of 1984 as an anchor of cbs morning news big fail big fail she made all kinds of gaffes and they were ruthlessly chronicled and 
So she was just stunned by it because she had always had positive press, but she was not prepared for morning TV where it's a mix of serious and fun. Yep. So anyway, that's kind of, but she was only 70. I know it. And she had a rare blood disease, right? Yeah. So she, you know, when just. Seeing it just brought back a lot of memories of the seventies. Seventies, the hair, totally. the Jacqueline Smith. Totally, yes. And she just looked so. But anyway, I just thought, whoa! And it was a family affair to watch. Here she is, Miss America. I mean, we'd all sit down and watch it. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. Well, it was a common thread. Mm-hmm. There were only four stations. I know. We all, all right. did the same thing. All right. Listen, we'll be right back with Hollywood Speak. So. What are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Okay, so Brian Austin Green. You know who mm-hmm. he is, right? Beverly Hills, 90210. Right. Married to Megan Fox, even though they've had... They've had an out loud, they, up and down they relationship. Have, they've she had filed a, for divorce from him in 2015. Thank you, Julia. And well, they had a baby the following year. Apparently, now she is going to be making a movie, but I don't know. Anyway, they've been she's been cast in this movie called Midnight in the Switchgrass. They both have been cast in it. Machine Gun Kelly yes. is who's in it. Okay, so Brian Austin Green posts a, a a photo of a butterfly, and it says, "Eventually, butterflies get bored sitting on a flower for too long. They start feeling smothered. It's a great big world, and they want to experience it." Okay, well, first of all, these two have been quarantining separately. These two have? Yes. Yeah, Brian Austin Green and his wife, Megan Fox, have been quarantining separately. They have three kids. Are you going to Hollywood I speak? The, I, I'm trying to think of who the butterfly the though is. Okay, she's the butterfly. Yeah, and she's she, been sitting on Brian Austin Green's flower for too mm-hmm. long. She's starting to feel, you know, because uh, Brian Austin Green is older than her. Yes, she is. Yes, and she, is. she would like to. Taste. She would like to touch another flower. Yes, she would. So and she, land on another flower mm-hmm. and drink from its nectar. And she was with. And he gives the most I kind of think it's funny. Funniest. They start to feel smothered. Oh no! Well, listen. I saw her with that. First of all, Holly Machine Gun Kelly you're is younger beautiful. Than us. I, beautiful. I think he is so ugly. Holly, do you think he's cute? I think well, he's, he's cute. Like no, he's not Lori, my type. But for, for context, he played Tommy Lee in the Motley Crue biopic The Dirt. That's why Lori likes. I him. like skinny that rockers. That is why Lori likes skinny, like rockers. skinny rockers. I just don't look. like that skinny look. I yeah. need some rugby thighs. Yeah. I like. I like more me too. Lori likes yeah. him long and lean. Yeah. She marries my brother who. Who's not. Not, but I like him too. <laughs> um, but the picture of Machine Guy, I just don't get him. All right. But so she was out and about driving around with him. I get him and G Easy mixed up. It's yeah. just like all of them, you know, and, they're kind oh, of all I, good looking and in the same age. Anyway, eventually he, butterflies get bored. It couldn't have been flower. more. I mean, it was almost like. It's kind of funny. It was hysterical mm-hmm. that he just w- laid his heart out there and just used the flower metaphor. It's a good one. Yeah. It's okay. a good one. Okay. Now. He really struggled. Something happened to him. I can't remember what it was. Did he have like Lyme's disease or did he have moving on okay. to Canada's right. number one preacher kid who's sorry he got around because he now says sex is confusing. 
I'm talking about Justin Bieber, who, you know, is 26, and he opened up about uh, the troubled, his troubled pass on a Facebook watch series. He has the Biebers on watch. Any of us watching it? Well, he does it with his no. wife. I know. Holly? No. 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 <laughs> does anyone even really talk about it? Well, we are now. I know, but it's not really. I, anyway, maybe the fans. Anyway, I know some people actually that watched that his Facebook series because he had something before this that yeah. wasn't live, um, and they really liked it. Oh, the, his YouTube docu series. Yes, people liked that. Yeah. Well, here's what he says. He said, "If I could go back and not have to face some of the bad hurt that I went through." Oh, please articulate. Um, I probably would have saved myself for marriage. Sex can be kind of confusing when you're just being sexually active with anybody. Okay, so he was a massive <laughs> slut, and now that he's, um, you know, married to someone, he just says, "I wish I who, who, who was a virgin." Well, well or whatever so she says, or yeah, who yeah. cares? But yeah, yeah. I always I don't like revisionist history when it comes to virginity or not. Yeah, like because you know some people who become born again versions. Um, because maybe I am. Well, maybe you are. By the end of this, you will be. Oh, wow. We've had some profound had realizations. Some profound, uh... maybe that's it. But I mean, some people become, and then they're like, you know, we, well, we've been dating and we've been having sex, but we're getting married in a year. Now we're not going to have sex for a year. I just don't understand that. He might be talking about his groupie sex. He might be talking about sure. drugged out, and going to he, whorehouses in with Brazil. With his dad. With his dad Ooh. while At he was dating. Age. No, but when he was dating Selena, I mean, he was a... He was busy. He was a wandering wiener when he had a girlfriend. And what he might have said is that I probably shouldn't have um, had a girlfriend at such a young age and declared that I was with this, you know, because they seriously dated. I, I know always they hate did. when people get so serious at too young of an age. Sometimes you're not supposed to be serious. And I, you know, but he doesn't have He's that. He's only 23, Lori. He's, He's 26. Oh, She's he 23. Okay. Yeah. She's a little bit younger, but you know, he's 26, but you can, you can understand that. I mean, he really, he went, I mean, it's easy to say that now it when is. you've been it yeah, is yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Broadway pros are fuming after CBS replaces Tony's, uh, with uh, the Grease sing-along, and I say Danny can never replace Tony. But, but Tony was busy. <laughs> Tony wasn't happening. Why are they mad that they played, uh, oh, they didn't play the Broadway version of Grease? No, they just said, listen, there's a million uh, gays out there who could help you curate a greatest hits of the Tony Awards to oh, air instead. So they were being lazy. Um, yeah, I, there's all kinds of past great Tony performances or highlight the amazing work that people in theater are doing right now or literally anything other than this. <laughs> and um, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, he had the best. He posted a link with a vintage photo of Michael Jordan on the court giving side-eyed to um, Scott Burrell to um, some Broadway song hmm. or something. Broadway isn't happy about it. They just said, you know, there you could have, you've got all this footage. Do you guys agree? Well, yeah, now I do, but I didn't think anything of it before. Yeah. But I was I, just like, we've all seen the movie a lot. A so, lot. <laughs> a 17 lot. times when I worked at the Highland Movie Theater. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, it was it was everything back in the day.
to me. Anyway, people just are feeling like they could have put a little effort in and edited together something really amazing because that's what you do with this time. But they didn't want to. And so they just threw in something else. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're fuming because Broadway is hurting so much, so much because those theaters are tiny. Yep. They're not and opening they're to together. Even. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a big thing. It's a yep. big thing. And they so they're just like, hey, CBS, you've done the tone. It does seem really. I, I'm glad they're calling them out on mm-hmm. that. And Noah Cyrus is uh, talking about it was really hard growing up as Miley Cyrus's Absolutely, younger sister. Because she doesn't look like her at all. And Miley was everything. I bet absolutely that was it. I know. You've got the sun yep. right over there, and then you're just like some little Yep. I bet that pebble. was so hard. Yeah. Because Miley was blonde, blue-eyed. She's only Noah's, 20 years old. She's got a beautiful voice. I listened to some of her music this yeah. week, and she's got a... Noah Cyrus has a beautiful voice. And Miley's, you know, eight years older. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.